The Will You Grow Show goes live Sundays 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. To receive notifications, click the subscribe button beneath this video or visit YouTube's Will You Grow channel to see more shows and videos. And now, here's Will You founder Angelique Meadow with this week's Will You Grow Show. Welcome to the Will You Grow Show. How are you? I'm Angelique, founder of Will You and WillYouGrow.com, an inspirational multimedia company that provides education and mentoring to nurture empowerment and joy. Our weekly grow show begins by tackling touchy subjects that'll tickle your tempestuous thoughts, fan your eternal flame, and salve your soul with hope. Halfway through, we'll take a 60-second look at what people have to say about us, and then we'll go hands-on to share tips and tools to begin implementing today's lesson into your life. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Nature, who keep our hearts beating and our world turning, and by the Carrie Campbell Foundation, which supports creative video content that increases love among all people. Love that! We say thank you to the Carrie Campbell Foundation and each and every sponsor and donor. Here in the studio with me today are our audio aficionado, Ben. Hey there, let us know how we sound. <laughs> and our video Santa, Neil. Being authentic and wearing the most loudest obnoxious shirt he could find in his closet. <laughs> These teammates help make our company happen, and today they'll also share their colorful commentary. Now on to today's episode. Why be authentic? If you were with us during last Sunday's show, you may remember the definition of authenticity. To review, to be authentic means to be genuine, and to be genuine means to be true to who we are. An example of being true to who we are would be saying the truth of our thoughts and feelings rather than saying what we believe people want to hear. We also discussed the five states of authenticity, inauthentic, windblown, followers and their seeming opposites called rebels, balanced, and authentic. We'll quickly review what these five states mean. If we are in one of these first two states, followers and windblown, we've done little to no self-reflection and are unaware that we are invested in being inauthentic. Our need to please and to be validated by others does not allow us to see anything beyond the immediate gratification of our own desires. We're easily distracted and may be plagued with repetitive cycles, failures, and low self-esteem. In these states, we are not able to make promises that we can keep because we haven't done the self-reflection required in order to know whether or not we are capable and interested in doing what we say. If we're in the third state of authenticity, which includes followers and rebels, we may have done some self-reflection, but remain mostly unaware of our true self and its value. We seek validation from and connection to others by either fitting in, or if we experience childhood trauma, we may seek to be validated by others by rebelling against and standing out from them. In this state, we mistake togetherness for connection. Here, we see no inherent value in ourselves as an individual except for as we compare to someone else. 
For example, rebels are rebels because they believe there is an authority to rebel against. The rebel and followers compare themselves to others and perceived authority figures in order to define themselves. In this state, personal differences cause discomfort, awkwardness, and envy. If we are in this state, we genuinely, authentically co-mingle with others and become one with them because we lack personal definition and boundaries. We may have a little willingness to be open to other states. In the fourth balanced state of authenticity, we've done a significant amount of deep inner work and self-reflection, which allows us to make and keep promises. We can often stay focused on whatever task is at hand and follow through. We do not blame life, people, or circumstances for our state of being, how we feel, how we behave, or who we are. We accept full responsibility for ourselves. We deeply value authenticity and are willing to learn about and share our authentic self. In this state, we are not defined by the group and do not compare ourselves to others. Instead, we may compare ourselves to our ideal version of ourself, which some people call the God within or God's will for us or our destiny or calling. In the fifth state of total authenticity, we may experience all states of authenticity, but we do not identify with any of them. Not identifying with them means that we are not at all affected by the wants, needs, and fears of others. We know that our authentic self is exactly enough and worthy and good, regardless of whether or not anyone comes or goes from our life whether or not anyone is happy or unhappy with us, whether or not we have health, money, stuff, or power. We are sovereign in our authenticity when we're in that fifth state, meaning we are steadily clear and supremely effective regarding authentic reality. If we do choose to act in an inauthentic way, it is intentional and with pure, unselfish intent. For example, if we're on an airplane that's being hijacked, we may act disingenuine by pretending that we are aiding the hijacker, when in fact, we intend to take the hijacker's gun and save all the passengers. Okay, now that we've reviewed the meaning and states of authenticity, let's talk about why we would not want to be authentic, then follow that up with why we would want to be authentic. There are many reasons on both sides, but the most well-known reasons fall on the side of why we would not choose to be authentic. As a mentor and coach, I've seen that that's because it's a very common choice. So what does that look like to not choose authenticity? Here's my up-close and personal example. Once upon a time, there was an Angelique who, after having been single for nearly a year and a half, went on three dates with a man. The prospects for the relationship were hopeful. After the third date, he asked her to spend time together twice daily, which would have required her to not follow through on her promises to herself and her company's team. 
At that point, she had a choice to be inauthentic and back out of her promises or to be authentic and stand by her promises, which were aligned with her character and trajectory. She chose to be authentic, and they haven't spoken since. For her, it was better to be authentic and know where each of them stood in regards to authenticity now rather than find out after the veil was lifted. All puns intended. She might be grinning now, but was quite sad at the fact that he wasn't at all amused by her authentic self. But rather than being gloomy, she chooses to look forward to the joy that she will feel when she meets her match, a man who is proud of and not afraid of her authenticity. Sometimes being inauthentic can be disguised as compromise. So to stop speaking about myself in the third person, that was not the first time that I experienced that scenario. I had previously chosen to be inauthentic and give my mate more of my time and called it compromise. Over time, I found that I was simply enabling his fears of being abandoned and cheated on by compromising, also called giving in and spending more time together. After a while, his requests increased and increased and increased, and I kept compromising feeling more and more trapped. Eventually, I felt totally drained, and although I loved both of us, I didn't like either of us. To get back on topic as to why we may choose to be inauthentic, each of us may have our own reasons, and those reasons may sound smart or seemingly solve a problem in the moment, and they may allow us to keep what we have. However, I urge each of us with my heart, soul, and experience, let's not lose sight of our freedom to be who we are. Because each time we choose to be inauthentic, we are cinching the tourniquet on our own freedom. So how much is our freedom worth? Do we feel enslaved to being inauthentic so we can keep our stuff? and people? It sounds insane when we put it that way, doesn't it? All right, I know it's getting hot in here, so (laughs) I'm showing my passionate nature, as you can see, and I may have stirred up some tempestuous thoughts in those pretty heads of yours. What do you think, guys? Stir it up! Ben? Little darling. Stir it up. Little darling. Stir it up. Oh, now we're stirring. Let's go this way. Little darling. Beautiful. Stir it up. (laughs) This is high quality content. This is is good good video television YouTube right now, baby. You just don't know. Oh, that's funny. Alrighty, man. If you're still on the fence about whether or not authenticity is for you, we're going to give you 11 good reasons to choose to be authentic. One, 
because we owe it to ourselves to find out how awesome we really are. Aren't you curious? Two, because being inauthentic causes long-term drama, trauma, anxiety, fear, and stress. No stress, man. And medical research estimates that as much as 90% of physical, mental, and emotional illnesses may be caused by stress. Three, because if we aren't authentically us, who will be? Yaman, like the role was created just for you. We're waiting for you to be your authentic self and show up on this stage called life. To reference the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off, we can only call your name for so long. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Until we assume that you are choosing to be absent for this lifetime. Number four. Because beauty, serendipity, and new friends will flock to us. We don't need to be fake to be liked. People, animals, and life in general are energetically attracted to authenticity and joy. Just this week, a hummingbird came an inch from my hand as I was watering my plants and flitted around me, and a cormorant bird swam within a few arms' length of me while I swam in the river. All of nature, its babies and animals, are comfortable in their own authenticity, and they feel when we are in ours, which draws them comfortably closer to us. Number five, because we'll know our real friends. If we're inauthentic, our current friends like that person, not the real us. Number six, because we'll know we're loved for who we are. How can someone love our authentic self if we don't love it enough to show it? Number seven, to glorify our creator. We were designed to be us, straight up, not an inauthentic us. Number eight, to strengthen our soul. By standing strong in our authenticity, we strengthen our soul. Number nine, to reduce regret. When we're honoring our truth and best, what's to regret? Number ten, to no longer be afraid of who we are, because fear isn't fun. And number 11, because we're interesting and there's no one in the world quite like us. We owe it to ourselves to find out who we are. And Mr. Neil has a number 12 bonus for us. What have you got, Neil? Loving others is easy when I learn to love and accept myself. Woo! Nice. Boom. All right, I've hammered this point home long enough, and we'll turn it over to you to consider. Will you be more courageously authentic? While you think on it, let's take a quick break to see what people have to say about us. When we come back, we'll hear from the crew and talk tips, tools, and elements from Mother Nature to prepare us to let our authentic self shine. 
The Will You Grow Show will now take 60 seconds to check in with you. If you're wondering how to apply a Grow Show topic to your life, here's what people say about mentoring with Angelique. Angelique has, you know, been walking with me in life and work. She just loves you and she wants the best for you. She wants to draw that out in you. Um, and that's what Willie is about. It's her empowering you to be your best and uh, say no to the rest. Besides giving the best hugs in the world, she has a, uh, a knack for what she does that's real, honest, professional. It's hard to describe her because it's wonderful. She looks right through you and sees what's inside of you. This is your girl. Um, <laughs> Self-care is not selfish. If you really want to dig deep and stop living on the surface, then schedule a conversation with Angelique. And now, back to the Will You Grow show with Will You founder, Angelique Meadow. Welcome back. Before we dive into tips and tools, let's see what the crew has to say about today's topic. I think what we did earlier in segment one, the song was very authentic. <laughs> that was authentic and real, baby. Uh, what do you got? I think it's... Uh, the question I have now for Angelique mm -hmm. is... I think part of it is you're trying to get us and the viewers to be more fearless in the way that we're living and try and, and figure out, you know, not based on any external source of information, you know, how do I obviously be more authentic? But I guess my question is a lot of my feedback or um, when I'm thinking whether or not I'm being authentic, one of the tools that I'm using is how did people react to what I did or whatever. And so in my effort to improve myself, that's my litmus test is this is what I did. This was the result. And so how do you figure out, well, that's that person's problem or because you could wrong someone uh, being authentically not a kind person or like not uh or being selfish in a way that you didn't need to be it was maybe going out of your way or not paying attention so i guess i'm i'm getting there myself but it's it seems like it would be tougher work than just self-reflection you know how do you figure out when you were right or when you needed to improve, if that makes sense. If you're avoiding trying to use external, like landmarks or external gauges for that. So that's what I've been wondering about. That's a, a lot to think about because there are several questions in that one question. And I, I'm really pleased <laughs> yeah, that you brought that up. many questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased you brought that up because... I feel like that is something we all need to work through. That's a part of the process. Mm -hmm. Where am I versus where are them? Where are they? Mm -hmm. And part of being fully authentic, like in that first, the fifth state of authenticity, being fully and totally authentic, we're not, and, and the fourth as well, balance, we're not basing who we are based on other people mm -hmm. at all. We're basing it on our own standards of character. Mm -hmm. 
And that means that we have needed to take the time to decide what is our character. Okay. And what is our superhero self? What what does that person act like? What are they motivated by? Why would they do these things? What it's it's based on who we want to become. And all of that means that to do that, we need to take the time to really reflect. Mm -hmm. And self-reflection does not involve reflection on others and what they're thinking and doing. It it involves (laughs) us. And if we believe in a higher power, which I do, we also need to reflect on what are we called to do in this lifetime? What what is my ultimate design? What am I designed to do? How am I designed to be? And we know if we're on track because we feel that power, that confidence, that authenticity mm-hmm. of I'm okay regardless of how anybody else behaves because how they react to you or me is about them. And that's about them, not about you. For example, I could give you a gift and you could react by breaking down in tears Mm. is that my fault is that blamed on me or is that some history of the fact that when you got gifts in the past it caused you trauma Mm. so to assume that i'm responsible for your behavior is actually a bit arrogant (laughs) if as you can see from this conversation Mm. um a lot of the world is based on two people or all people within conversations being inauthentic. One is trying to please the other and the other is trying to maybe receive validation or please the other and nobody is really standing in their truth. Mm. Which causes anxiety and a need for more validation, whether it's through phone, Television, work, sex, drugs, something to make us feel okay because we're always outside of ourself, our core, our authenticity. Seems like self-reflection is the one of the most difficult things to do, I think. Looking at yourself in that mirror. But how important I is know. it? Oh, it's very important. <laughs> I know. You have to start there. I love the fact that you brought up uh, that, that this question poses the opportunity for us to be more fearless. Mm -hmm. Being authentic is a courageous choice. It's not an easy choice in regards to doing what everyone else is going to do. However, in the end, it is a more powerful choice, not only because the authenticity brings more, like I said, animals and people to us. It it magnetizes. It's just the way it works. Mm -hmm. Look at some of the most powerful people ever. Maya Angelou, there wasn't anything about her that appeared to be inauthentic to me. And the woman could just be and attract. Yeah. Okay, it's like that. Or Martin Luther King. Or there are you know, thousands and thousands of more examples of this. So when one is authentic, one naturally brings in all the things that people are trying to do when they're inauthentic. Have more friends, have more power, feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It just takes the initial work of yeah. weaning oneself out of the idea that we need other people's approval in order to be okay. Right. <laughs> I gave that up a long time ago. <laughs> Stir it up. <laughs> Stirring it up today. What do you think, Santa Neil? I want to be. Be like my daughter when I grow up. <laughs> she is the most. 
She doesn't. She is herself, truly. And to be an only child, it's amazing. Uh, I don't know if we're partially responsible for that. I don't know, but maybe we are. But uh, she is who she is. And at 18, I'm sh she's going to grow, obviously, in her self-reflection. But for right now, she is who she is. And she loves who she is. And all others, pardon my French, be damned. If, if, you, if you accept her, that's fine. And if you don't, it's also fine. She's At 18, she's learned to accept herself, and I think that's truly amazing. And I haven't had a long heart-to-heart -heart conversation with how she got there, but she's the most centered child I've ever met in my life. And I'm not just, I'm biased, but I'm also proud. <laughs> so yeah, I want to become, I want to talk to her more about that and see how, how she got there. I'm going to have her watch this show and say, hey, okay. How did you do this? Now, teach your father how to. <laughs> we can learn a lot from youth, can't we? Oh, boy, can we ever. Fresh life. Can. How does that affect you? How does... Her authenticity affect you? <laughs> Sometimes we clash. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little too much for old dear old dad to take, but like I said, maybe I can learn from her example and turn that on myself. I'm, I'm older now, but still lots to learn and lots to work on. So It's pretty awesome. See, there, it just goes to show one authentic person affects everybody yeah, in definitely. their realm and calls them back to learning about their authenticity as well. It calls them to be courageous because they are courageous. Yes, indeed. Sweet. All right. And now it's metaphysical tool time. There are many healing stones that can assist in actualizing our authenticity. But before we make the choice to be more authentic, we need confidence that this will work. The medicinal stone I selected for today is the spirit quartz. I made this selection because the Spirit Quartz focuses on dissolving our self-imposed limitations. I encourage you to research the type of crystal healing that best suits the area of life where you may want to become more authentic and find the best stone for your needs. Now I think Ben has some fun facts for us about the Spirit Quartz. What have you got for us, Ben? The following information is from angelgrotto.com. If we have feelings of worthlessness, lack of self-belief, or suffer from low self-esteem, spirit quartz can help. True confidence comes from within. It's knowing the value we bring to others without arrogance, conceit, or self-delusion. Most importantly, confidence is the key ingredient for reaching our goals and fulfilling our truest potential. In contrast, low confidence holds us back from our potential. It stops us from being assertive, makes us feel vulnerable, and causes self-doubt. The spirit quartz imbues inner confidence by bringing balance to the crown, solar plexus, and sacral chakras, helping us feel valued and developing a strong sense of self. Spirit quartz comes in the colors of lilac, smoke, and citrine, and or originate in South Africa. Spirit quartz is a beautiful crystal for confidence. 
It naturally dissolves self-imposed limitations caused by a lack of confidence, allowing us to achieve more than we ever thought possible. As a cluster crystal, spirit quartz radiates energy in every direction. This makes it useful in an office or group environment where negative comments, fear, and self-doubt can rock our confidence. Spirit quartz can also encourage team building and harmony between coworkers and families. Spirit quartz can also encourage team building and harmony between coworkers and families. Spirit quartz can also be uplifting since it's affiliated with the crown chakra. That means it can facilitate access to universal consciousness. So it's a wonderful way to boost our inner awareness and knowledge. Thank you, Ben. And our healing animal for today is the mannequin bird. Neil, what can you share with us about the mannequin? I'll share a lot about the mannequin. The following information is from spirit-animals.com. And the mannequin hails from the Central American part of this glorious world that we live in. In general, the mannequin symbolism encourages us to be confident in who we are. In other words, when this colorful bird appears before us, it is a message for us to overcome self-doubt and all limiting beliefs. Moreover, the mannequin meaning could be teaching us to express gratitude for even the littlest things in our life. If a mannequin keeps showing up near us, it might mean that we'll be successful in the performing arts. Just like Ben Mai's performance, it's where we're destined for the performing arts. Alternatively, like the cheetah and swallow, an encounter with this animal can represent the need to act quickly and decisively. Interestingly, mannequins have one of the most astounding of all courtship behaviors among birds. Males sing, dance, and even display some fancy acrobatic moves to attract females. It's exactly how I got my wife. If we have the pleasure of seeing this creature in such a state, it may be asking us to do everything we can to get the things we desire most in life. Put differently, mannequins' symbolism inspires us to be relentless in the pursuit of our dreams and our goals. Thank you, Neil. And lastly, our flower of the day is the dahlia. The following information is from a to zflowers.com. It's unclear where the name actually originated, but many believe that Dahlia was named after the Swedish botanist Anders Dahl. Dahlias symbolize confidence, elegance, dignity, and beauty. Some interesting facts about the Dahlia include, in 1913, Seattle, Washington officials declared the Dahlia to be the official flower. Its Volunteer Park Dahlia Garden displays some of the most fantastic dahlias in the world during their full bloom in August. Dahlia has also been the official flower of San Francisco since 1926. In 1963, the dahlia became the national flower of Mexico. The Aztec Indians were very familiar with its cultivation. When the conquistadors conquered the Aztecs in 16th century, they took various plants, including the tree dahlia, back to Spain. The dahlias soon spread across Europe, where they got their name. During the 19th century, the popularity of dahlias increased, and they became one of the most popular garden flowers in the world. Dahlia has been used in medicine since ancient times. Prior to the discovery of insulin, Diabetics in the 20th century who lived in America and Europe were given a substance called Atlantic starch, or diabetic sugar, which derived from the inulin obtained in the Dahlia tubers. And it's written that during the era of the Aztecs, Dahlia was used to treat epilepsy. 
The plant is and has also been used to make colorful dyes. So, to sum things up, if you're considering becoming more authentic, consider your answer to the following question this week: Have I got anything to lose by being more authentic? And if so, is it worth keeping? You might also wear or carry a spirit quartz, meditate on the mannequin, and purchase some dahlias to plant in your yard to remind you that your authentic self is beautiful, confident, and meant to be shared. So, what say ye? Share your comments and your thoughts and feelings down in the comment section below, so we may learn and grow together. As always, we thank you for watching and sharing time together with us. If you liked today's show, we'd be honored if you'd hit the subscribe button and the bell to receive all new videos. Hit the like button to let us know that you like what we're doing, and hit the share button to share this message with people you care about. We ask for this because each time you share or like our video, it becomes more visible via YouTube, which allows more new people to find and watch the video and receive inspiration and tools for their healing. Your likes, your shares support healing. That's what we're all about. If you'd like to see more of our videos, click the green "Will You" circle below and then scroll down. And if you'd like to mentor with me, Schedule your complimentary conversation by clicking the link in the description box, or go to WillYouGrow.com to learn more. And I'll look forward to speaking with you soon. And for now, we bid you adieu. Take excellent care of your very authentic self, and we look forward to seeing you next week when we'll talk about everyday ways to be more authentic. Always with love, I send to you from Angelique. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> Little <done>. darlings. <laughs> For more information about programs offered by Will You, mentoring with Angelique, and to watch video success stories from clients, explore WillYouGrow.com. If you or your company are interested in inspiring our mutual audience by sponsoring this or another of our programs, let's talk about it. Boost viewer confidence and trust in your company. Call one eight three three Will You, then press extension number six. Make sure to click the subscribe button to get reminders before upcoming shows.